Welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Confessional. My name is Mike Moran, and I'm joined by producer and uh, headphones wearer. Headphones wearer. Wearer of headphones. Jimmy Seleski. Yes. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm uh, drinking a cappuccino, so you know life is going well for me. Right. right. I don't know why I don't do more things like that. What what makes it a cappuccino exactly? Milk? um, Being a douche. Right, you got to right. be a douche. Oh, and then okay. so it's kind of like if it's if it's made if it's like wine from yeah. France, then it's champagne. yeah, it's champagne. Right, uh, it's not the actual thing itself; it's the context. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, it's presented. yeah, 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 yeah. So right. if you go into a place called the Bun Shop in Towson, where they have a bunch of old vintage sofas and tables and stuff at, at the Bun Shop, the Bun Shop, they got to find another name if that's it, it's misleading. I know when I, I know. think of when I think of buns, it, it just it makes me think of buns, yeah, not yeah, furniture. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem with their exactly. marketing there. So I go there. Oh, I guess and, it's like this is where you put your buns. Yeah, well, no, it's not a furniture store. Like I didn't get a cappuccino at a furniture store. I, I went to a coffee shop called the Bun Shop. Oh, they had buns as well, but they sold furniture. No, 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 no. That you sit on furniture at the. They have furniture to sit while you drink your coffee. Look, I know what you do with furniture. All right? <laughs> Are you familiar? I'm with utilizing furniture? it right now. <laughs> if, you, if you want to call that furniture, I'm flattered. Look, uh, I, I've known how to use furniture for at least 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> so you go there, and I got a cappuccino. I think it's just espresso with steamed milk. Okay. It's never as good as I think it's going to be. Right. I do like it, though. I will say there are some coffee, there are some douchey coffee drinks that I can get into. I mean, normally I'm kind of a cash and carry type of guy. Like, just give me the caffeine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm good. Just give me black coffee. Yeah. The problem but, is coffee, much like uh, certain types of alcohol, are not meant... To, cappuccino is not meant to be drank out of a, like styrofoam paper cup it's supposed to be right. drank out of like a big thick coffee mug sure. you sit there and there's like a heart drawn in the milk right. it's like this is like drinking like a fine wine out of a dixie cup to me and so i'm like you know hmm. i'm doing well right. to answer your question i'm doing okay, okay. i'm okay. doing okay Good. um you see i for me with coffee i don't i feel like there's business and then there's pleasure and most of the time, it's business. Just mm-hmm. just the caffeine. Let's just get down to brass tacks. Let's yeah. talk turkey. Yeah. <laughs> just give me the caffeine. But every now and then, every now and then, I you know, like on a on a on a cold winter's day, yeah. when me and the family are in the uh, horse-drawn yeah. carriage, yeah, chestnuts roasting. Yeah, over yeah. Fire. There's like there's like orphans asking us for stuff. <laughs> yeah. With, then I I might enjoy like a nice uh, you know yeah. um, mocha, white mocha, mocha. something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. something made up like a frat. Cappuccino. The air is crisp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The children are at bed with a glow. (laughs) A glow. Yeah. (laughs) They are. Um, Uh, Anyway, Jimmy, where can people find the confessional podcast? Should they be so stupid? If you are amazingly still listening, (laughs) uh, you can find us at confessional podcast on everything. Facebook.com slash confessional podcast. Mike posts up the topic of the week. Every week, and you can submit your confessions publicly in the comment thread, or uh, DM him privately if you don't. If you want to be anonymous on the on the podcast, uh, we're also on Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts. That's your yes. podcast app on your phone. Uh, Google Play, Stitcher, anything else you might use. Napster. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? Apparently, Napster's still a thing. So is it really? Yeah. If you what about the, the Columbia Record House, if you send a penny, can you get like ten podcasts? Uh yeah, I believe so. And I think we are in the library of uh, of uh, Alexandria of as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, and Jimmy, just real quick, your podcast, of course, is the uh, live from the live studio. From the studio, yeah, I do a podcast called Live from the Studio with Eric Glazer. Mm-hmm. Um, we release episodes every week, as most good podcasts do. Sure, weekly. Uh, you can follow us on everything at LFTS Podcast. Now, uh, Jimmy, today we're going to try something a little different. Okay, we're not going to do our regular confessional format. Mm-hmm. We're just going to have a discussion. Hey, you know. We're just asking the question. Just an old-fashioned discussion. Yeah. You know? Conversation, if you, you will. You sit down, you talk. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need all the people, bells and the whistles. People don't do that anymore. They don't. Just they talk. don't. They're always on their phones. Yeah. They're always on their internet. Yeah. They're always, uh, you know... It, so yeah, what, what, why do we need to confess all the time? You know, it's exactly. like you know, just let's just talk. Right. You know, don't make this about you. Right. You know, and as far as I know, this will be, I believe, the first podcast to do that. Uh, definitely one of the first three, I think. Right. I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to think Mark Maron. Dudes did talking. You dudes talking. Yeah. <laughs> dudes it's a new talk. genre. White dudes talking. Right. Now, Jimmy, we're discussing a, a very specific thing this week. We rarely get this specific, mm-hmm. but we are discussing a, a particular mystery that myself and many other people have become fascinated with on the internet. Okay. Uh, it, it involves the disappearance of a, of a young girl named Asha Degree. Is it Asha or Asha? It's Asha. Okay. Um, that was and, the first uh, mystery for me. It's one of those one of those rabbit hole mysteries. It just doesn't make any damn sense, you uh-huh. know. Uh-huh. It's like what? How did this? It just it it's very bizarre. But we we have our theories, and we're going to discuss it today, Jimmy, with our guest Sarah Sherman Soul. She is a photographer, an independent web sleuth, and a stay at home mom. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing quite well, thank you. How are you? I'm um, all right. You know, this- <laughs> you guys were making me laugh. Oh, good. Okay, well, now I'm better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hearing that. Um, now, Sarah, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and your, your history with, uh, with, with sleuthing. Wow. Well, that started, and I don't mean to sound cliche, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to say it. Um, I think it's really started with cereal. And I like, got I got really into that, and I, then I got really into the law, mm-hmm. and um, trying just really trying to figure stuff out. Okay. And then um, I got really into the Long Island serial killer and what on earth was going on up there. What, and then it just kind. Go ahead. What? Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And then it just kind of launched itself from there. Okay. Now, what's your uh, tell us about the Long Island serial killer, real quick? That's not our subject today, but let's let's just right. just tell us what you know about oh. that fella. Oh, I think it's fellows. Okay, plural. All right, and it's we're up to thirty six bodies now. Wow, what kind of uh, killings are we talking about? We're talking about torso killings. Mm. We're talking about um, whole women. Wrapped in burlap sacks. Burlap killings. Burlap. Yes, that's horrifying. Yeah. 
That's niche. It's, um, niche. Mainly all sex workers. Okay. There's one man, except he was found dressed as a woman. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, so you think yeah. it's you think it's a group group of dudes that get together and do this? I think it's not only a group of dudes. I believe it's a group of cops and very very powerful men. Really, politics. I believe this goes really, really high up. Wow. What makes you think that? Um, I've been studying it now for six years. Mm. And um, the former chief of police, Burke, mm. has a penchant for snuff films. A penchant for snuff sex- films? Yes. That's, is that like what he specializes and- in? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I mean, like, like, is his crime unit, like, does, do they focus on, like, that type of no, thing. he. It's not like he's a, a specializing sex crimes worker okay. or anything like that. He actually asked another cop, "Hey, do you know where I can get a snuff film?" And then they found a snuff film in his bag. What? Yeah. First of all, who's what is he, he on DVD? Is it like there's a special yeah, features? Yeah, they have like blank, director's cuts. And right, they have a commentary. DVD. Right. No, no. Why why like did that. he just have it on his computer? <laughs> like why? Yeah. It's it... a DVD. It was just pay- it was just white, no label. Wow. The guy who found it put it in. Right. And it was a girl and her <gasps> mascara she was crying her mascara is all running down oh, her I face. I don't want to I don't want to hear anymore. It, and That's... and I, and I can't I can't I knew of course this was dark and all murder is dark, but sure. I just didn't know that it was gonna get to here. Yeah, that stuff really freaks me out. Like videos of people, like yeah, the the fear I don't do in there. Yeah, I can't do it. Like I, I love all sorts of true crime stuff. I can't watch actual videos of people suffering though, or hear recordings. I just yeah. I just can't believe that those girls that that you know, I don't I can't say hey. Mike, this is true. And I've, you know, but this is what it is all coming to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, there's so much evidence in it. Wow. Well, that sounds like we could do a whole nother, we could do a whole nother episode on that one. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. totally. Uh, But today we are discussing the disappearance of Asia Degree, as we said. Very, Very sad story and a very bizarre story. And uh, I've, I've gone down many a rabbit hole on this one. And uh, I have my theory, which I, you know, I got from from someone else, uh, like someone I was listening to, but they explained it and it just made so much sense to me. And I was like, oh, my God, how did I not see that from the beginning? But before we get to my theory, why don't you tell us uh, about the Asia Degree case and and what you think about it? Sure. Well, first, I want to say that when we first talked, I had a really tight thing and I wasn't going to let it go. And I had worked really hard and Mm -hmm. came to this. And then last night I was looking around. I was making sure I had it all tight in my mind. And I found some things and some things started to click Mm. that were Mm. a little uh, not on that same track. I certainly commend you for that because it's hard for people to uh, accept new information when they have a set theory about something. And change their, their theory. But before we get into theories, can you just, just tell us about Asia Degree for any listeners who, sure. who uh, sure. might not be familiar? Well, Asia um, was an, a nine-year-old African-American girl. She was born August 5th of 1990. She grew up in Shelby, North Carolina. Um, she 
lived in an apartment mm -hmm. with her mother and father and brother O'Brien. And but the apartment was located in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. um, she had a very close knit family, although she did participate in sports and was very good at them. Um, she was often called shy, mm -hmm. except when she opened up to you, she really opened up to you and she was lovely and right. um, very loving yeah. child. Just, just a good, just a seemingly a, a good, wholesome family. Like, you really? know, just, yeah. just they taking went care to of their kids. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and just, just like a, a nice young girl, maybe a little shy for her age, but uh, you know, just, just a good kid doing good. Seems to be. And yes, then, sir. And then, uh, all yeah. of a sudden, she's missing. Right. The family but wakes... we have some things the... that happen in between. Right, right. Tell us about that. Okay. Well, she goes to her basketball game, mm -hmm. and they lose, mm -hmm. and they cry. Well, but, but every... you're forgetting she fouled out of that game, too, didn't she? Yeah, she fouled out. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that, and she had never really made a mistake right. before. Which to with me, her team, that's actually an indication of something. Foul I mean, play. A little girl. Well, she's so shy and timid and polite and follows all the rules. She gets fouled out of her first fouled basketball out. game right before this thing happens. I feel like that that has is something strange. to do with it. Yeah, that's a trigger. I don't think it's a but trigger I, I so feel... much as I think it's uh, it's an indication that she's rebelling. You know, so just as an outsider out. here, I just want to stop you guys real quick. So age degree, uh, is, she's missing. She goes missing. Mm. Um, and nobody has right? found her to this day? Correct. Okay. Right. Just wanted to clarify that for anybody unfamiliar with but the But some case. weird stuff happened in between. Happened. Okay. Right. So, so but everybody, um, everybody that's a witness says that she wa after that, she watches her brother play his basketball game, and she bounces right out of right, it. Right, right. And she's fine. As kids do. Right, very resilient. Yeah, she's happy by the end of the night. So she's she's right. And then um, there's a sleepover with a bunch of girls. Mm -hmm. And all of this happens between, I believe, February 11th to February 14th. All right. And what year is this that this goes down? I believe the year 2000, right? So she would have been like 10, 2000. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nine. She's nine. nine She's, nine. She's nine, yeah. Okay. okay. And then, so on the morning of February 13th, somewhere between 2.30 and 4.30 a.m., her brother O'Brien hears rustling in the bed they, i'm sorry i need to say this because i think it's you need to put it in your back pocket for later okay her and her brother o'brien share a room yes yes share a room so he hears her moving in the bed he mm. does witness her get dressed he does and i believe i believe so i don't and think i I've might heard that. have that wrong I always I, heard I, he I'm, just like heard her go to the bathroom or something, or he thought she she thought yeah, he was I, going to the bathroom. I think I might I might have that wrong. So forgive me if I have that wrong. Absolutely. There's a lot of details. Yeah, in, and and I have found a lot of col, uh, conflicting reports. So which, have I. Yeah, which which so also I. lends to to the theory that I have. But uh, continue with with right. Ash's night. She so she slips out of the house. She does. Apparently on her own accord. And the cops 
all the cops say that this was not random. This is of her own volition. Right, right. She took a bag. She like packed a bag. She packed a bag, and the funny, huh? Well, there. You know, we're gonna get to the picture mm-hmm. of the unidentified girl. Yes. The mysterious picture, and then the mysterious new kids on the block T-shirt right. that nobody knows where that came from. Right, right. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, this is 2000. The new yeah. kids on the block yeah. could not have been any less in the mind of a, of a nine-year-old girl at that yeah. point. You know yeah. what I mean? Thank you. She's probably doing and it for it's... the nookie at this point. <laughs> 2000. That'd and be like the specific... Mac. That'd be like if the Macarena showed up in her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although the Macarena was big. I mean, I remember doing the Macarena. <laughs> if witnesses say they saw her doing the Macarena on the side of the road, yeah. then I would be yeah. suspicious. This girl is two years older than me. I was born in 92, so I remember doing the Macarena in kindergarten. Interesting. That was a thing. Two it was years, a thing. Eh? But uh, so, so she slips out in the middle of the night, apparently on her own volition, and uh, right. there, are, there are reports that say that either her brother, at, at the very least, O'Brien, her brother, heard... Yeah. Asia go to the bathroom, but uh, you've also may have run across reports that he even heard her get dressed. But either way, she right. does slip out in the middle of the night yeah. from the room. And that he, they he, didn't, he didn't think anything of it, whatever it was. Just no. didn't think anything right. of her what leaving if, the home. Right. She was just doing her, her thing. Is O'Brien older? Older brother? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So at this point, she has now left the house on her own volition. And what? Uh, what's the next development? But I here? need to say yeah. that it was an incredible storm. And yes. it's dark. Freezing. And Aisha was terribly afraid of the dark. She was afraid of storms and she was afraid of dogs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Yes, she leaves. And she leaves her house. And the, people have noted how, like, every now and then a kid her age will do that, but they generally make it to, like, the end of the block before they turn around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But Asia, and she goes to Highway 18. Uh huh. No, what? Go ahead. Oh no, Sorry. nothing. I was just saying she she did not turn around. She kept going for like a mile, no, she, right? Well, yeah, at least. And, and she gets to Highway 18. Highway 18, um, in North Carolina, which is a rural, pretty rural highway, but a highway nonetheless. Uh huh. And. Someone pulls over for her, asks if she needs help, and she darts into the woods. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's a trucker who like saw her, and then he like circled back around. Yeah. And apparently, there's a couple other he witnesses too to... that saw her. There are. Okay. Yeah. And so, and, um, and that's the last anyone's ever seen her, right? Well, and then, but then there's the tool shed. Right. There's the backpack. Uh huh. Can you delve I, I into the tool shed in a bit? The, the tool shed first, right? Sure. Okay, so there's a warehouse, I think, and the tool shed is behind the warehouse. And in the tool shed, they find like a bow of hers or a barrette. Right. And something else that is distinctively hers. I think they found some we, candy wrappers that she had gotten. Yeah, the candy wrappers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And is and, and, also, and that's where they found the picture, right? Yeah, I believe that the right. picture is found in the tool shed. To make things even more creepy, Jimmy, there was a picture of another yeah. little African American girl that kind of looked like Asia, but was not Asia. 
that yes. was found there. Really? But she's never been identified. Oh, and one other thing we should mention is that tool shed, for her to have gotten there from the highway, she would have had to run like a mile through marsh and like... Exactly. Like almost in impassable in, in terrain. Like she would have had exactly. to get waded through three feet of water, I think, at one point. Oh, my and God. And she's nine. Right. So there's a tool... And, and the, the barrette... And the candy wrappers they confirmed were Asia's. Yes, were hers. but they weren't found for like a few days. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's also candy wrappers um, found along the highway. Oh, okay. So she could have mm-hmm. been cited for littering. Yeah. If she's, if she's caught, I hope she, if they find her. <laughs> I hope they bring the full hammer of the law down. <laughs> um, okay. And then, of course, there was another piece of evidence found, what, like a couple years later? Yes. Which the was backpack? a backpack that was very carefully placed in two garbage bags, seemingly to protect us yes. from the from the elements, and buried with a "New Kids on the yes. Block" T-shirt. Uh, and what else? I think a book from her school. School library. It was called the Whipping Boy. And what's very very interesting about that is that. I read that so long ago for school. Me too. And um, it's, I believe, about a kid who goes on an right, adventure. Right, right. Yeah, I do remember that book. And, and of course, my sixth grade friends and I very cleverly parodied the title into Jimmy. The Wiping Boy. King Wiping Boy. boy. Okay. <laughs> you can see where the seeds of the comedic genius. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were planted. <laughs> okay. like you're just channeling another dimension with that type of comedy. <laughs> It's my. It's like it comes right from God. <laughs> um, okay, so w- was there anything else in the backpack? Um. Well, I don't know if the spare outfits that she brought were in the backpack. Okay. Because she did bring. It was almost like she was prepared. I mean, right. for a nine-year-old, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. She had a couple more things in there. She, she had a change of clothes. She had some, yeah, she, some I snacks. Think she, she had one. Okay. No snacks. No well, snacks. the candies. Yeah, right. Right. It's a snack where I come but from. It, it, it was well preserved, of course, with the double bag. In. Right, right. Um, and it had, it did have a slip of paper in there that said Asia degree, and it had her phone number. Okay. And apparently there's a few other items that they haven't told the public yet. Because they want to right, the FBI won't disclose right, it. Right, right. So if, you I know. believe, of course, that's because they want the real killer to, you know, you know, they want to hold it back. Right, right. So, so they that can if they ever find him. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and and that was found in a construction site, like some someone bulldozed exactly. it up, I think. Yes. Um, so it had been buried. It had been buried. And it was like a, a few miles in the other direction of where she was last year. I believe it was 26. Oh, really? Wow. So it was way out there. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's that's kind of the, the story of Asian Degree. I don't think there's been <laughs> any other uh, clues that have come forth. Um, so let's get into theories. What do you think, Sarah? Um, well, my first one was the little girl in the picture, okay? Mm. 
And I was really trying to put myself in Asia's shoes mm -hmm. and where was I when I was nine years old? Right. And what was I doing? Mm -hmm. And um, what I was really into when I was nine were the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, yeah. And I would, you know, every day when I got home from school that I was just like Chronicles of Narnia. I'm reading it. I've got to read it. I can't wait to read it. More of it. Mm-hmm. And like, so I, I thought, what if there's a guy that is in Asia's circle, but they don't really know it. And he is fixated on Asia and he pretends to be that little girl. And he starts to write her letters and she would most likely get the mail. Before yeah, that was a good parents. point. You pointed that out to me. That was a good point. Right. Because she walks home from school. Mm -hmm. So she'd be hiding these letters. And this little girl to her mm -hmm. and her make a plan. And let's go out this night mm -hmm. and let's do this and meet here. Right, right. And let's go like time travel or... You know, huh. So I you think she may be living in a different time period right now is what you're saying? No. <laughs> oh, okay. That would be cool, though. That, that would, that is, an, that's a, you know, I hadn't thought of that one before, actually. That'd be way better than the, you know, than the odds. Sure, sure, know, yeah. Of course. But, uh, you know, and I thought that if she, she is more than likely has been, of course, abducted. Mm -hmm. But um, I thought it would be so much better if there had been a woman in the car mm -hmm. with the man, she would be so much more likely to get in. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what if there was a little girl in the car too? Right. Right. I mean, you can play with this so hard for so long. And then last night when I heard the other things that I heard that I had never heard before, uh -huh. my mind really just started kind of going into a couple of really different places. Oh, uh, yeah. What else What else were you, you veering towards? Okay. So the thing I mentioned to you earlier about the trucker right. um, who put out on his um, scanner or his radio mm -hmm. to communicate with the other truckers. And he mis mistook Asia for a grown lady. Right, right. And because it was so rainy and foggy yeah. and thunderstormy. Yeah. And he he said, "Hey guys, I just want to let you know that there's a lady on the road, and and be careful and don't hit her." So he just broadcast all that to a bunch of dudes. Oh, I never thought of that either. And I just want to say that the FBI has compiled a whole list. It's called the Highway Serial Killer Trucker Initiative. Whoa. Because wow. there have been so many. This list is like a mile long. Wow. And I, I truckers are like the lifeblood of America. And Absolutely. most of them are are really good guys. Convoy. I thought you were going to say most of them are serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out 97% of I truckers. mean, at a certain point, you got to... <laughs> no. Well, yeah, of course. As, as with anything, it, the vast majority of people are good. 
but there's going to exactly. be a couple a couple bad yeah. eggs in there. Right. So that kind of, I was just kind of like, oh, huh. And then I stumbled upon Donald Ferguson. Mm. And when there's an active perpetrator out there at the same time as your victim, you've got to look at it. Absolutely. Um, Donald Ferguson, and you... He raped and murdered a 10-year-old African-American girl mm. in 1990, the oh year God. that Aisha was born. That's horrible. So it's the same victimology. Right. And was, he was, was he, caught. Uh, he, was he caught for that? Like, did he go to jail or anything for that? In, he was caught in 2016. Oh, wow. 26 years later. And he was in the North Carolina area? He was actually in South Carolina, but it was not far from where mm -hmm. she was. Mm -hmm. And do they think, do they suspect him of any other uh, crimes in between those? I believe he's got um, a sex crimes record. Okay. As far, not not some rape and murder. Right, right. Not another rape and murder, but yeah. more. He got caught for some minor stuff, some more minor yeah. stuff compared to that. Mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. he's he probably was got away with some shit too. Mm -hmm. And wow. I just really noticed it because of the victimology mm -hmm. being so similar, right? And right. Uh, just one year older and the same race, and mm -hmm. he was around. Was he a trucker? No. Okay. But I'll bet you he had a CB in his car. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Seems like the type of guy. My sure. dad had a CB in his car. He wasn't a trucker. Yeah. Or I think we checked out Jimmy's dad for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you want to ask me any more questions, or do you want to talk about your theory? Well, um, you know what, Jimmy, just from what you're gathering from us talking, do, do you have a, are you veering one way or the other towards what could have happened? I think definitely one of the most intriguing ideas uh, I've heard so far is the idea that she was kind of lured out by, because mm. I remember, I mean, like when I was young, we used to write letters to my cousin you know, telling her to meet us on Highway 18 by the tool shed. Like, standard kid stuff, right, you know? Right, um, Yeah. No, we would write letters as, like, we were the Flintstones. And so she believed that cartoons were real. <laughs> what? And yeah. so we would be like, I'm Fred Flintstone. Uh, okay. And she would think... It's kind of like when you, your your friends, your parents would have their friend call and say they're Santa Claus. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So she was our younger yeah. cousin, and we would, like, you know, be like, we're Fred Flintstone. We're like, hey. And then she'd write back, like, hey, Fred, whatever. Um, and that was, I mean, no, she was young, but like, I do find it interesting, the idea that this guy had kind of, especially what you mentioned, like she was walking home from school and getting home before the parents. So she was sorting through the mail, getting the mail. and then, you know, seeing a letter addressed to her nine-year-old girl, how many letters are addressed to you? Really? I mean, right. you know, you don't have bills or anything. You might get like a birthday card or whatever. Yeah. But so she sees the letter, she opens it up, and then the idea of like this other girl that looks similar to her, and this theory that this guy had been writing to her, being like, "Hey, I'm this person," mm -hmm. and well, I mean, like, I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of like a very, it's kind of like a pre-internet version of what sure, goes on. Sure, constantly. And, and we yeah. forgot to note that they did not have a computer in the house. 
I was okay. just going to yes. mention yeah. that. Yeah. It's, so it's not some online guy. It's no catfish predator guy. Mm-hmm. On Although the the, I guess she could have potentially had a little bit of internet time at school. But also, th- I mean, this is in the year 2000, which is like, I mean, the internet as I recall, was a thing, but it wasn't anywhere near as big as it is now. No, but it was pretty big. I mean, I think most schools had at least a few. Well, I guess what I'm getting at is that there was probably still a lot of layover from the way things used to be done. Like, okay, if you were a child molester in the 70s and catfishing kids online wasn't an option, probably a lot of the way they would do that is similar to what you guys are theorizing about. Like, hey, I'm I'm this girl. Here's a letter and there's a picture of me and like, you know, we should meet up. So I think that it had to be somebody within her circle probably that knew... Or maybe had just seen her walk home from school right. one day, noted where she noted where she lived, and knew that she was there before the parents. I mean, mm-hmm. people, you know, people that do this, unfortunately, are as as dedicated to doing this as someone else might be dedicated to, like, absolutely. making a podcast. Oh, yeah, and, like put a lot of effort into. Oh, it. absolutely. In case yeah. in the joint, you guys. Yes, I'm so sorry. It um it made me think so much of Jamie Kloss. Oh, you're um, telling me that, about her. That guy only saw her once. Really? And he fixated on her. He saw her get off the bus. Oh. And bam. Yeah. Did he uh so did he do a, a letter writing thing for her? I know there's there's no, something. He just went to her house and he uh killed her parents and Ugh. he took her and he hid her under his bed. Oh my god. And I'm not sure how long she was gone. But it was a while, and then she escaped, Whoa. and it was amazing. Oh, that's awesome. She ran into the arms of a social worker. Oh, man. And she said, I'm Jamie Kloss. I need help. Wow. And, of course, the social worker knew who she was. Oh, my goodness. I never heard that story before. But weren't you were telling me about one where there was, wasn't there a, a, a predator pretending to be a little girl, or he had a little girl with him, and he convinced some other girl to... Come with him. I'm not. Yeah. I don't. Think I thought that I read me. Maybe somebody else told me about that. I think there was some some case like that. But uh, Garrett, that reminds me of Gary Ridgeway, the Green River Killer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he would. Well, it, it's interesting. He would um, carry his son's car seat and toys in mm, the back of the yeah, car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's yeah. That kind of reminds me of him. Yeah. Yeah. That's like. Uh, Here's a helpful hint, hint, Jimmy. Uh, carry a, a Alcoholics Anonymous big book in your car if you're driving drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't possibly be drinking. <laughs> wow, that, I mean, even the thought of that is just, I mean, I guess I'm just now thinking, like, for some reason the internet doesn't, like, hearing about, like, people pretending to be people on the internet and catfishing your kids and stuff, that never hit quite as hard as imagining somebody dropping off letters to your house and knowing that the kid's going to find right. them. And, like, you know, if you're a nine-year-old kid, if you're a... You know, if you're kind of like an inquisitive person, you're going, oh, I'm going to hide this from my parents. You think you're really doing something. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you're getting in. And the idea that the parents would have no idea that that's going on. Right. Right. And just, I mean, that that seems to me that like to be the most accurate theory because okay. it just falls in alignment with everything else. The only thing I'm wondering is, did he like tell her to meet him? And wouldn't like at the tool shed or like, how do you describe to a nine-year-old where right. I didn't know right. what Highway See, 18 was when I was nine years old. That's part of why I, I don't. I, that is a good. It is a plausible theory. I don't quite. That's not my theory of choice, though. Yeah, I couldn't have told have you one road when I was nine. But and also the fact that it was raining, freezing, and she still. I mean, she must have really, really wanted. You know, 
for her to go dude, that she far. She was on a mission, dude. Yeah, yeah. And and she didn't even take her jacket, you know. Um that uh it, it just seems to me that and also why would a why would a predator tell her to 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 meet him that far away where everybody can see her on the highway, you know? Why not just uh be like meet me down the block? I mean, maybe because he thought it would be too conspicuous if he just picked her up at the end of the block. Neighbors would That's see it. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see her. I could see him telling her to, you know. I mean, maybe. I mean, also, I would wonder: wouldn't she carry the letters with her? If if there were if there were letters being written to her, wouldn't they either find them at some point in the house mm-hmm. or find them in the backpack? Right. Well, there must have been like a, uh, a you know if if this was the case, there must have been like a, an element of don't let anybody see these letters. This is our secret, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, so is, she, out. is she burning them? You know, like right. right. I mean, I, I've saved every letter that's ever been written to me just because there's so few and far between. You know, it's like <laughs> so I have like every letter. Letters. Yeah. <laughs> it's been like, yeah, I have like a box. Three are from Fred Flintstone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, geez, that, this is a very, this is a very intriguing story. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. what, do you, what do you think of Jimmy's, Jimmy's theory, Sarah? Um, I think anything is possible. Um. I just, uh, I think when it comes down to it, I think it's most, it's probably some kind of human trafficking. Mm. So, oh, kinda, so you, or, oh, or, that's or it's even worse. just an, it's, it's an abduction and a killing. Right. And right. it happened really fast. Right. Well, is there any suspicion that she just like, you know, went, Missing on her own, you know, on her own volition and, and didn't sure. and and just disappeared, yeah. you know, and sure. maybe was eaten by a fucking bear or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. like, but the backpack being buried in two right. bags. Yeah, like, there's clearly something. But that's not there's really. Some, it's, they do. They do suspect foul play because of the backpack being um, concealed in the two garbage bags. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's bears not do doing that. that? Who's gonna do that? A, a very environmentally conscious bear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right. All right. Can Only I tell you guys you. my theory? Yes. Yes. And like I said, it's so simple that it, it blew my mind the first time I had I heard it. Uh, she was running. Uh, it, it, she was a shy, timid little girl who was running as hard and fast as she could from her house in the worst possible conditions, and didn't turn back. Something terrible was happening in the house. And hmm. she, by all accounts, ran away from people who tried to, 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 who saw her and pulled up and tried to talk to her. Uh, but I think the one person she probably wouldn't run away from is her dad. I think he mm-hmm. could convince her to get in the car. I mm-hmm. think she ran off as an act of rebellion. Um, I think that's why the, 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 uh, basketball game thing happened a few days before. I think that was her kind of starting to act out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was threatening to tell uh, whatever was was going to happen, and maybe her dad even threatened to kill her if she, you know, told. And so I think she had a bag packed, and maybe even she may have even just packed the bag on the spot. Really, there was like you know so few things in it. She might have just yeah. grabbed her backpack and ran. Um, she didn't even get her jacket. You know, I think she wanted out of that house immediately. And as far as she could, I think her dad realized it. 
Whether the other family members were in on it, I don't know. But uh, I think he went out, called her, um, you know, said, get back in the car, Aisha. I think she was probably still on the highway. I don't think she went to that tool shed. I think that was planted. And uh, I think Really? He, yeah, yeah. Because uh, the, the elements that she would have had to, to go through to get there are just... It just doesn't make any sense. Although, granted, impossible. she was... Right, yeah. But granted, she was also running... She had just ran a mile in the rain, so... Um, I guess it's possible that she could have, but, uh, I wouldn't run through three feet of marsh at night. Well, if you're already completely soaking, freezing, I just would right. be scared. There's like leeches and shit. Right. right. Well, know? maybe she never saw stand by me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is clearly a person who's unfamiliar with marsh. Yeah. Her parents wouldn't let her see an R rated movie. Yeah, yeah. They don't even teach marsh anymore in elementary school as yeah far as used I, to be, I mean yeah you know teach a lot i of excelled things. at marsh <laughs> um you just gave me an idea with the marsh and the rain okay hypother hypothermia sure sure but they would have they would have wouldn't they have found her probably but i think there is a chance that they wouldn't and i mean this this right. case is very strange <laughs> by nature so something weird must have happened if it's in a right. marsh, she could, I could see her being at the bottom of it, you know, right? And just right. never found. Did they ever dredge the marsh? Like, uh, like you know, Mar Mara Murray, that girl that disappeared. She almost certainly just oh, like yeah. went out into the woods oh, and she... died somewhere. Yep. Mm -hmm. But and they just haven't been able to find her. And sometimes that happens. Oh. Sometimes animals like scatter the the body everywhere, or just kind of like rots into the ground. You know. Yep. They can't dig up the entire area. Yeah. So that's so, a possibility. Um, can I ask you though, going back to your theory? Sure. Are you implying that Aisha was being sexually abused by her father? I would think so. I mean, I would. It could have been physical abuse, maybe you know, and maybe that's what she was going to tell about. Um, but I would think probably sexual abuse. Yeah. See, I'm. I just question that. Only I I I like your theory, and I think it is very plausible, and I it has veracity. Mm. But I I just question it because of the access. Like she shared a room with her brother. Right. Right. And they lived in an well, apartment. But uh, another. And, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's okay. I and I know that that if you want something, you're gonna take it. Right. And you're going to be able and if you're smart enough and you're a predator, you're going to be able to tr probably get away with it. Right. Well, I would say right. this is what I think the police, the police always suspect the parents in the beginning of these things as they yeah. should, because it usually is. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of times they don't if the child is missing. They're not going to, like, accuse the parents, right? They're going to let them go on TV and plead for their kid and everything. Until they have hard evidence that the parents were involved, they're not going to say that publicly. And I think that evidence just never showed up with this one. Um, you know, I think it's just one of those weird things where I don't think the guy was a criminal genius or anything. I think he just kind of got lucky. Well, I think, uh, I, I think uh, you bring up a good point about uh sarah you bring up a good point about the access i mean i live in a two-bedroom apartment currently and especially if you're sharing a room with another person i feel like it'd be quite difficult to be sexually abusing someone on a routine basis uh without someone catching well, them without let's let's give you a little bit more context though mm -hmm. Uh, another thing we left out is the father worked a swing, worked like a, a swing shift. Right. So he right. was he was always up at night. 
Like he came home and he like hung out and stayed up at night for a few hours before going to bed, like uh-huh. middle of the night, which, you know, would be prime time for, and number two, like the, the boy might've been part of it too. You know, he may have, he, I, I suspect the whole family, you know, had a history of abuse. Really? And, um, <sighs> and also there's the father kind of gave conflicting reports as to what he was. He actually claimed that he, after he came home from his midnight shift, he uh, left and went back out to buy candies for his wife for Valentine's Day, which is really That's strange. A check in your corner too, right? But, but and he that, has a shady alibi. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds to me like he, in case anyone saw his car or saw him out there, you know. He could yeah. say that's what it was. Yeah. So he he's claiming he he returned home from work and then left again. He, yeah. And there's also reports that uh, she would often fall asleep on the couch. Like there was, you know, I think there was there was something going on in the middle of the night there. You know, I think um, perhaps yes. I mean, even if it's not necessarily sexual abuse, I mean, I could see physical abuse. Just just like you know, just beating her and stuff like that, like disciplinary. Maybe. Yeah. maybe I mean, Wouldn't not maybe. Have- go on. I don't know. Maybe dumb question, but wouldn't she have bruises? I, I, only, I guess, if he was beating her in a place where they couldn't see him. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, and a lot of times when you're a kid, even if you're like, you know, my parents used to hit me uh, as a disciplinary thing, and like when you're a kid and you don't necessarily understand, like, oh, these people, like, you might lash out and act. I'm getting the hell out of this house, especially when you're nine and yep. not understand those things. And so, even I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, without casting too many aspersions on the father, which I think all these theories hold water, but there is a possibility that a nine-year-old girl could have just been lashing out and running away from something that may not have been terrible enough to justify sure, running away. Sure, which does happen sometimes. Yeah, I mean, but, think of emo kids, you know? Right, and she's, really a little, she's a little that? young for it, but there there are cases... I mean, I actually remember, like, you know, threatening to run away or, like, like even oh, fantasizing about it. And I think my, my friends, who were always talking about running away to me, actually tried it once, and they made it... Uh, I think to downtown Harrisonburg, where they called one of their moms from a payphone to come get them. <laughs> um, that that was like an, an adventure I would fantasize about, you know, even though I didn't hate I my parents or anything. But mm-hmm. yeah, that could have happened. But I just think with the conditions that night, the odds of her continuing to go uh, in sp- for over a mile at least, mm-hmm. you know, and then okay, maybe, and then I guess the the thing would be all right. She she left for fun uh, or for an adventure or whatever, or, or despite her parents. And then uh, like a predator just happens upon her or something like that. Yeah. But it's also like how many, that would have to be a really big coincidence. Like how many predators are like looking for kids at, you know, three in the just morning on your evening troll for right, children right. all and the time, just in case kids are just happen to be walking alone on the highway in the rain. Right. Hey, this well, is a great night for kid just- fishing. Well, no, I think, you know, it's called an opportunist. Sure, sure. And wow, hey, there's a freaking kid on the side of the road. Right. Wow. This is a gift from God. This is a gift from, exactly. The universe does things like that. I don't want to think that way. Right. But there are many, many opportunists on the road. True, very true, very true. The chances, look, the only thing that, that honestly makes sense uh, in turn, if you're going to go with that, she left the house having nothing to do with an outside predator. Perhaps it was her father or whatever. So now we're discussing the possibility of her father sexually abusing her. And then she runs away in the rain in the middle of the night and then gets picked up by another predator. 
<laughs> it's plausible to a degree, but well, it is requires a lot of coincidence. There is, I will say this: one thing that people—I don't even know if there's a name for this fallacy, but maybe like the spotlight fallacy. But like with true crime stories like this, we only hear about the really bizarre ones, you know, or the really yeah. extreme ones by nature. Yeah. If if it had been a, a routine case, then we probably would have never even read about it, you know. Yes, that's true. I mean, okay, I'll so, give you. So they they are extraordinary by nature. I, I was watching, I'll give you a little example. I was watching, uh, I never really watched Law & Order SVU that much, but I was hanging out with some other girl was here, and she, she we popped on an episode and we're watching it. And there was this astronaut or whatever, and uh, they find this one guy who, like, they she got in his cab. You know how, the, how the, it always works the same way. Like, they find the dead body, mm. and then, like, right away, they, like, think they have the guy, and it's of course it's not the guy, because mm. then the episode will be over. Mm -hmm. Sure. So they got to make it stretch for another. So then they find, so this woman was raped and murdered. So they find this guy who was driving a taxi that she was in, and they're and they and he's like, "Fine, I confess, I raped her, but I didn't murder that woman." And then so it turns out at the end of the episode that this guy had just happened to rape her the night before, yeah. and then she's killed completely unrelated by a totally different right, dude. Right. And yep. it's like I get to the end of the episode, and I'm like, "What kind of storyline? Like, what kind of plot? <laughs> like, I'm yeah. supposed to believe that the night before she's raped." By a taxi driver, and then completely unrelated, coincidentally, the next day she's murdered by a different dude. But the, the law of big numbers, Jimmy, that's that type of thing is extremely that it, that takes a lot of coincidences converging. But every now and then, there is going to be something like that, and it's going to have the spotlight yeah. on it. But none, and, and I think what you're looking for is the uh, the spotlight fallacy. Yes, they also call it the gambler's fallacy, and the gambler's mm -hmm. fallacy is um, if you're playing roulette. And you keep on thinking that, like, okay, it's landed on red the past six times. It's right. got to land on black. Like, it's due. But in reality, it's always 50-50. See, I don't believe that, number Me one. neither. Me <laughs> neither. It doesn't make any sense. Because it contradicts, it contradicts the law of averages, which is that if you were to roll red and black for right. infinity, then you would always end up with an equal number of red and black over infinity. But... I guess it doesn't contradict it because technically there is no end to infinity, so you could roll a hundred million reds right. in a row and still over the course of infinity that, it would even out. See, that to me says that you have just as much of a chance of hitting uh, the jackpot on a slot machine by playing it once than you do of playing it a hundred thousand times. Yeah, just it's, no way. it's it's strange. Math and math and common sense often don't line up. Absolutely. But I think what, what we're discussing right now, the, the one thing I will say about this idea of a predator just picking up the CB radio thing does make sense. I think there's a much higher chance of somebody overhearing on the radio that there's a girl on the side of the road and then going out and searching for her and finding her versus just whatever car happens to be driving down the road happens to be a sexual predator yeah. i mean well, the yeah chance sarah did make a good point with that cb thing. yeah that's that's that. interesting but none of those explain the unidentified the unidentified girl with the picture right because girl. yeah there, there's yeah you guys i'm so sorry but because she's unidentified mm -hmm. and everything and that's so bizarre and all of it could is that another missing girl well, that's been taken by this guy? My theory is that the dad put it there because that would throw shade. Like, that seems like kind of a theatrical serial killer thing to do, you know, like have yeah. pictures of his victims. I think he just had some, like, random photo. He had access to it, and he grabbed it, and he left it there to make him think it was a serial killer. But A deflection. Right, a right. A forensic countermeasure or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he, so this, so this girl runs away. Her dad 
catches her running away and decides to murder her because he thinks she's going to tell on him. Mm-hmm. And then proceeds to plant her belongings in a shed to be found. I think so. I, then, I even question if she actually brought a backpack in the first place or if they just said that. Yeah, it almost seems too convenient that like a lot of the things like The Whipping Boy, which happens to be a book about adventure, mm. and then the piece of paper with just her name and number on it, and then I don't know, the can do they find the same candy that she was eating along the side of the road in it? Yeah. Not that, in the shed, yes. Not in the backpack though. Because that could be a thing. That could that could like how would the father have known that that was the candy that she was eating? Well, she maybe even didn't take it with her. I mean, he might have just. And they also it was found a few days later too. So they may have said that they found some of the wrappers by the side of the road. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so you think that at that point he had known what kind of candy they were saying was found, and then he went yeah. and planted more of it in a tool shed. Yeah, I mean, I think she had it like in her room. I don't, I don't know if she took all the candy or if the brother had candy too. But I know they're, I think they were giving candy at the basketball game for Valentine's Day. Uh, okay. What do you think, Sarah? I am on a whole now that I'm thinking. Could she have died of exposure? She's nine. Mm-hmm. She is tiny. Yeah. A marsh. Yeah, I I th- mean, it's definitely possible. Yes, and but you know, it, the, I'm sorry. No, I mean, with these bodies, you guys, they just sometimes they, they just don't find them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if she died in the marsh, she wouldn't have made it to the tool shed. You know what I'm right, saying? But, but but what if that evidence is planted? But if she OK, so so this is this is where it becomes tricky, because the two theories that we're running with are basically the two, there's two branches of theories. There's the branch of theories that is that she ran away from her home on her own accord. There was no outside predator luring her out. She just wanted to get away. She was escaping something. And then at some point while she was running away, she either encountered a predator and so on and so forth, or she died of the elements. If she, if there was a predator who, who, she encountered that would justify the idea of planting evidence and and trying to throw off police if she just ran away on her own accord mm. got lost in the woods and died in a marsh why would and right. nobody okay. was guilty of the murder of her right. why would right. they why proceed to plant it? evidence if they didn't yeah. kill her so but she could have potentially gone right, there I'm first sorry. and then and then left and died she went back right. into the marsh uh, maybe I don't know. It doesn't have. We're not. You're married to the marsh. Jimmy. I'm married to the marsh. It doesn't have to just be the marsh. There's all sorts of elephants out there that can kill you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I mean, the marsh is the only thing that I could see her dying in and just never being found. Like, were you gonna just die in the middle of the woods? And nobody's gonna find you after after 21 years. Like, it they're does gonna find happen. It. it does happen. How do we know? How do you? You cannot search an entire woods. I mean, how big are these woods? It's off the side of a highway. You know, it's like did say I have to say that they did say that it wasn't necessarily woods. It was like a mm -hmm. tree line. Right, right. Yeah, it was it was a tree line. It's a highway tree line. I mean, that's searchable. She's not in the Amazon rainforest, you know, but there was other crap out there, too, beyond this. There was like fields and marshes and crap. Yeah. yeah. See, now you're getting back to the marsh. (laughs) I was born there. But. Yeah. Oh, were you? Oh, yeah. Before, yeah, my family moved to Harrisonburg when I was one. 
when you're oh, in a wow. when you're in a fairly you know it's a it's a suburban area, there are patches of woods, but there are not woods sprawling sure. hundreds of square miles long. If 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 you were seen along a tree line of a highway, right. The search team, especially if the FBI is involved, they're going to search those Absolutely. woods to the point where unless you're literally underwater in some marsh in the middle of a three mile long patch of marsh that's almost unsearchable, you're you're going to be found at some point after 21 years. I mean, they find dead bodies in the woods all the time. You know, I, I can't imagine that you, that you would just there would just be a dead body in the woods that no one's going to run across if it's just a tree line type of woods right. and, and no clothes found or anything. Yeah, I mean, even if like, like a bear ate like there would still be stuff lying. The around. burial of the backpack, and yeah. I mean, the burial of the backpack is, I think, the biggest thing. You know, right. the tool it's shed the is most one thing, significant thing. Yes, it could be planted. It, I mean, the the tool shed stuff could be planted evidence. Um. But the burial of the backpack is like that. Okay, she didn't. If that's if the backpack was buried and put in two plastic bags and then buried, she didn't die in the woods. Somebody killed her. You know why? Did well, she yeah. bury her right. backpack and then proceed to die in the woods? It doesn't make sense. She ran twenty six no. miles, buried the backpack, came back, dropped <laughs> off the candies. Um, well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, maybe you can enlighten me on this, Sarah. That I've I've never quite gotten an answer on with this case is. Uh, was the was the backpack buried in a place that was like obviously going to be under construction at some point? Like, was it intended to be found, or was it a coincidence? That's the thing. That's a funny thing. Mm. Is that this bat this construction site right. had supposedly been under construction for quite a while? Okay. So did this guy bury the backpack, or did a random bulldozer? Mm-hmm. bury it unknowingly. Oh, you're saying it could have been moved from... But, I mean, it wouldn't exactly. have been moved very far. Yeah, and I'm sure the right. random bulldozer didn't accidentally wrap it in two plastic bags as well no, while no, he no, was no, doing no. it. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, he did that. The, right. the Whoever did this did that. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if he actually buried it mm-hmm. or if... He intended it to be found. Oh, so you're saying it could have just been tossed into an area and forgotten yeah, out about the window, like out, yeah. out a window. Yeah, because people have have said or, like, why would a why would this predator care so much to double wrap it? Yeah, if anything, you'd want the elements to kind of destroy right, right. it. Like, why would you want to protect the evidence? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but some people, some people like their stuff to be found because sure. they want. No, they want the Gloria. Oh, I see. Everybody, all kinds of killers want different things. Oh, I didn't think about that. Well, that, I mean, the, the, the double bagging of the backpack and then throwing it into a construction site and planning on it being found, it, it, it's like something that would make sense to me in a movie where you like know how it's going to play out. But I just don't know if people would hold that much confidence in something like that. Like, yeah. if I'm planning on having it be found, uh, I'm going to probably do a little bit better than like burying it. And then knowing somehow that the, the, they'll get bulldozed well, up, if, it'll get if, bulldozed if up. If it's literally in a place that's like, uh, if you literally know that they're they're going to uh, build something there soon, mm-hmm. then I feel like that would make sense. I think what Sarah's saying in terms of the guy just uh, you know wrapping it up and throwing it somewhere, and then it winds up going under dirt and then being dug back up makes sense. But I think ultimately what we're getting at here is, at the very least, I think. With all these other things that are being found, it would be difficult to say that she just died in the elements. I think that's right. the main thing. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, So I agree. she was I, certainly I so killed too. 
by someone. Yes. Um, yes. And perhaps, uh, I mean, at this point, it, it's looking like, I mean, now, I, at first I was kind of like not on board with the whole father situation. Mm. Um, but now that you include the, the whole details of, you know, he had left the house again and had a weird alibi, right, right. Mm-hmm. you know, three in the morning, he's going out to buy his wife Valentine's Day candy, mm-hmm. you know. Three three days before Valentine's Day, is it not? One day. One it was the okay. next day. Okay, okay, okay. That that could add up. I I I buy Christmas cards. I mean, I buy sure. gift cards for Christmas on Christmas Eve night at like two in the morning. Yeah, I know. I think I think that Christmas was the same. It was like he was like, oh crap, I right. forgot. And He's just a dude. I, He's yeah. a dude. Right. So He's like guilty of being a dude. Yeah, and that's not illegal in the state of in the state of North Carolina. <laughs> it's <getting> there. <laughs> yeah, not not North Carolina. But. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Sarah? I was just going to say, you know, I don't know his baseline. I don't know his patterns of behavior, his routine. Mm-hmm. Like, would that be he since he works so late or is that would that be normal for him to go out, um, get some groceries, get some candies? It seems weird to me. Ever? I mean, like Jimmy was saying, you know, he's probably just a dude that forgot about his wife. But right. wouldn't you wait till the morning? I mean. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, if you're will, already up at those hours, would. yeah. If you're already up at those hours, it doesn't strike me as. Cra- I mean, and you know you're not going to wake up early. I mean, if you're working until four a.m., you're probably going to be out of bed bef- after your wife. Right. At which point, you're going to wake up on Valentine's Day and be like, "Oh, uh, I'll be right back, honey." And then you got to run to the store, get candies, come back, act like you already had them. It's like that's even shadier, dude. Right. It's even shadier than having your daughter go missing at that point. It's just shady. I don't know if it's that shit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what do you think, Sarah? Oh man, I'm just um, at this point. I'm just so sorry, and I, mm-hmm. I wish that this never ever happened. Yeah, it is a terrible, terrible tragedy. And um, I wish that she could have lived her life, and I wish that we could have seen what she would have become well i don't know if we'd be paying attention ourselves yeah unless she became the next like you know no you know but i mean i wish (laughs) yeah you wish wish she could have shown herself to the world herself to the world yeah and and lived her life and done what she wanted but when it comes down to it you know she was she was killed Mm -hmm. and um she was just a baby yeah and so you don't you don't think there's any chance she could still be alive Oh, I'm never, I would never say that. Mm. I think that if she is still alive, she might not know who she is sure. or was. Yeah. Like, uh, my, um, I know my first name is Steven. Remember that one? Steven. Stinger. Oh, I sure do that. Yeah. Is wow. that a movie? Uh, yeah, that was the TV movie made about Steven Stainer. I actually wrote a article that went a little bit viral called the, uh, the, the, the most depressing follow-up to a happy ending ever in history. And it was about the Steven Stainer case, like after he came home. Oh yeah, everything bad happened after that. <laughs> do you do you know about that, Sarah? Um, no, I, I don't. But it reminds me a little of Johnny Gosh. Right. Like if you if you're in like Camp Maureen, where she says that he came home that night. Right. Right. What do you think about that told, one? Well. You know, poor Maureen. Sure. I, I want to believe her because she's his mom. Of course. 
Yeah, I do. I do too. Camp, but I but think, I think it's, it's unlikely. It's, 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 oh man, I just don't. I don't know. Yeah. You know? The only the sex trafficking thing would make sense if it was just a straight mm-hmm. up disappearance, but. I don't feel like this; those sex trafficking networks go too far out of their way to, like, do all those serial killer stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're, like, burying backpacks and, and planting evidence and shit. I think normally sex trafficking, it's such a strong network that they'll just they'll just pick you up, yeah. take you some other country, and you're out of there. And you'll just never hear anything from anybody again. Mm-hmm. And it's usually done with people who, you know, don't have a, fa- a father and a mother in the house. Right, where it's, you right. know, I, I don't think that they're usually the case. Um, so the fact that there was an obvious effort put forth uh, to kind of like either hide evidence or at least divert investigation, I don't think that the sex trafficking thing is in play, which what I think is the only real plausible option for her still being alive is if she was sex trafficked. Also, I do find well, it interesting that you could forget who you are after nine years of... No, of, you can. The, the, I, mean, I do believe the it, but Steven it's The Stainer kid couldn't remember. Stainer case. Yeah, like if you're brainwashed. I mean, I could see it being like a, a kidnapper who uh, just like yeah. groomed her and brainwashed her and For like, sure. you know, could could still have her in his house, Thank you know? God, sure she's living in some ba- dungeon somewhere. Right, right. It's possible. It's happened before. Oh, it's happened so many times. Yeah, I mean, there's women who have who um, lived like 20, 30 years locked yep. up wow. it's a terrible thought but you know right maybe she who knows man who really you know i would love to think that what if she's alive and she's in a different state and she's changed her name and she has her own family and there was something really messed up going on in that house mm-hmm. and she i don't i don't know I, How would she have changed? I guess don't you have to go through a legal process where you know, yeah, I'm like what are you changing it from? Like, and I'm sure would they would have, have tipped actually, off the FBI. Hey, uh, stop looking for. Her. We got her. Exactly. She would have. There would have had to have been some kind of activity. Um, there would have had to have been some kind of caring for her mm-hmm. by someone. Yeah. If, to make it to that point. Right. Right. Um, oh, another th- another thing I wanted to say. This might be a tad controversial, but I think another reason why the police didn't want to investigate the parents so much is like apparently that area has like a really strong history of racism and, and KKK and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I think by 2000 they were probably trying pretty hard to to turn their their image around, you know. Mm-hmm. And I right. think they thought it would be really it would not only be bad PR to accuse a grieving father with no physical evidence, but it'll be really bad PR to accuse a black grieving father with no yeah. evidence. Yeah, I could see that. That's interesting. I could see that. That's definitely interesting. Sheesh. I gotta I gotta watch some I'm sure they have documentaries on this I could watch. Maybe. Um there's definitely like uh you know segments from shows and stuff. I don't think they've ever made a full on documentary about it though, have they Sarah? I'm not sure. I'm sure you could find YouTube stuff, like snippets. Yeah, absolutely. I know there was talk of uh, having her case in the next Unsolved Mysteries. I uh, hope so. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I heard that it was so, it was that the case is so vague that the FBI couldn't even make a profile. Mm. Mm. Which is, 
that's I don't know. It seems rare. Like, yeah, it is a strange, strange case. It's a stumper for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. Is is there any other case you can think of that's that's more bizarre than this? Um, as far as like you know, trying to put the clues together. Trying to put the clues together. More bizarre than this. You know, actually, one that kind of was, although I think they've kind of figured it out, but it still doesn't make any sense. Was the uh, pizza man bomber? Oh God, with the thing around his neck. Yeah, yeah. Evil genius on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was so strange. Oh God, with the bipolar woman. Yeah. And all of that. Right. Right. That, yeah, that's really weird. But I think that I'm gonna just chalk that up to her and the mental illness and the mm-hmm. manipulation and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have. I'm gonna have to watch that again. Yeah, yeah. That, I that was insane. Yeah, I was so psyched when they finally made a documentary out of that because I was like, why yeah. does nobody talk about this case? It is the weirdest mm-hmm. thing ever. But, yeah, uh, yeah, that one was very, very strange. I mean, I can think of bizarre cases. I mean, Mora. You mentioned Mora, right? Um, Brianna Maitland. That's a that's another bizarre one. But then. There's stuff around that that can help you figure that out. Right. But with with Asia, it's just like this. There's this blank space. Mm-hmm. There's this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so bizarre. It's. It could be any of the things that we talked about, or it could be something else. It, yeah. 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 But I, I think I think it's something that we have talked about. Mm-hmm. That the three of us, it's got to be. Yeah, I think so too. I can't, I can't think of anything outside of that. Although yeah. your time traveler theory was intriguing. Yeah, I did find that Thank compelling. You. <laughs> Maybe she's in the old west know. right now. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to think. I mean, wouldn't that be cool? Like that they went to another dimension. Sure, I'm. And there I'm was totally a real little that. girl. I bet you yeah. there's there's got to be like UFO conspiracy theorists who who think that she was like abducted by an alien or something, right? I feel like that I, this case could I go into that so. territory. I think it it is a good case for the X Files unit. Right, right, yeah, yeah. All right, well, this has been a lot of fun, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so it much, has. Sarah. Oh, I'm honored. It's maybe been a we pleasure. can uh, maybe we can discuss another case sometime. I'd love to. All right. Well, uh, do you, is there anywhere really people fun. can see your photography or anything like that? Um, you can see me on Facebook. All right. I'm Sarah Sherman Soul. With Excellent. an E. Soul with an E. Soul with an Sarah E. Sarah with an H. Yes, sir. Which is crucial. Sarah with an either H. Either way with soul that with one. An e. It is. Yes. All right. Well, thank, thank you so you guys. much, guys. And yes. uh, we will see everyone next time on... The Confession.